Hello and welcome to the Maiden Romance podcast. I'm your host Sarah Bailey and we also have my co-host here Sab aka SR7. Oh everyone. And on today's show we have a very lovely guest author Rebecca Hefner. Hello Sarah and Sab. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Really nice to have you. (laughs) Okay so we'll get straight into it. On today's podcast, talking about the Fifty Shades effect. <laughs> Very exciting topic. Definitely. So uh, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about why we're talking about this topic and how Fifty Shades has become a worldwide phenomenon. So it came out in 2011, which is about nine years ago now. I can't even believe it's been that long. Wow. Mm. Um, as we know, it was originally Twilight fan fiction, <laughs> which is another huge phenomenon, but we're not going to talk about YA <laughs> Um And I don't think, in, to memory in recent years, I don't think there's been a book that's changed the landscape of adult romance quite like this in the past nine years. Um, so... We, I want to start by asking the question, how has romance changed for you as a result of Fifty Shades, not only as a writer, but also as a reader? Whoever wants to take the, uh, that question first. <laughs> Sab, you want to go first? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, sure. Okay, so it's a little bit tricky for me. So before I picked up Fifty Shades, I'd only I'd already dipped my toe into like mature, darker romance books um, than the sweet, soft ones that I'd grown up reading. So like I around that time, just before Fifty Shades, well, probably around Fifty Shades when it came out and exploded, I'd already been reading like J.R. Ward and um, Shiloh Walker, um, which pretty much led me through the door to a part of romance I'd never read before. So um, when Fifty Shades did explode and kind of became a thing I found I wasn't scrambling to pick it up straight away I actually came across it when a relative stayed with me for I think a week they were on a holiday she had the books and she was pestering me to um, read them and I was like oh okay let me just give it a go so I I started the I started reading it and I remember finding myself a bit disturbed by it and it's not because of the BDSM it's just it was because of the level of romance between the main characters and for me I, I just found it was lacking something that I heavily relied and looked forward to when reading romance so it, in a way to describe it um, for me this hero was too cold and incredibly controlling and the heroine was far too submissive despite there being evidence of defiance at times it just wasn't appealing enough for me as a reader so as a result it wasn't satisfying for my uh, happily ever after and well that's just my opinion I think it's fair to say that Fifty Shades effect opened a hell mouth of erotic romance and dark romance over the years and um, it's kind of helped me read and discover what I love and hate as a reader and a writer and as a reader I tend to gravitate to anti-heroes and I do the same with writing I don't I don't actually mind the male protag being a prick for a while as long (laughs) as um, that changes as the story progresses and as long as we understand why he's you know being a dickhead but as for the heroine I always go for a strong and no-nonsense kind of girl I don't actually mind her being weak in the beginning 
but oh my god she just really needs to develop strength before that 50% of the book otherwise I actually end up screaming so like an example I think for me in terms of trying to describe this is from my opinion I'm going to use Beauty and the Beast for example and I know there's been like dark retellings of Beauty and the Beast but I won't go into that but he the Beast was really like mean in the beginning and we know why he was mean um he was really mean before he became a beast and Belle as sweet as she is she's actually independent and quite feisty and and has an adorable knack of doing whatever she wants no matter what he says or how scary he is and um in the end they actually help each other and they actually grow together and they change one another and even though the bad shit happens like Gaston who's the epitome of every awful guy in the universe, um, they end up both coming together and saving each other and they earn their happily ever after. Um, My point in all of this is that after Fifty Shades, there were many romance books featuring overly dominant heroes and two submissive heroines. And it actually had me holding on tighter to the paranormal kind of romances and kind of like fantasy romances that I had already been reading because they never let me down and I think because because of that that's what I enjoy as a reader it's what made me determined as a writer to create passionate heroes and heroines who have a bit of darkness and enjoy a fight but who also who who like who help me enjoy a good enough romance to make it work uh, probably doesn't make sense but that's kind of like how I feel in terms of Fifty Shades and what it's done for me over the years yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Like, um, yeah, you're talking about J.R. Ward. I remember when I discovered J.R. Ward back in like 2005, maybe. And I was like, this is so good. I've never seen anything like this. Like, what is this? It's amazing. And it was, yeah, kind of like erotic in ways. Like, I, I was one of those readers who discovered Alora's Cave very early on. I don't know. Do you guys remember Alora's Cave? No, not heard. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it might have only been big in the U.S. I don't know if it was worldwide, but it was. It was kind of like the first um, erotic publishing house, I think, that I you know discovered. And they had all of these um, authors, some of whom are still um, popular today. Like Laura Lee was one of their biggest authors. You guys have heard of her, right? No. No? Okay. Oh, actually, her books are really good. I mean, like, I read them, you know, over 10 years ago, but um, I just remember them being really good, and they're, like, super steamy and explicit. And I remember discovering these Alora's Cave books, and it was so interesting to me because I'm one of those um, people who, like most romance readers, I snuck into my mother's bedroom and read her romance novels. Yeah. Did you guys do that, too? Yes. Yeah, I did that to mom. <laughs> right? And I would sneak in and read them. And she had like Judith McNaught, Nora Roberts, Laverle Spencer, like sort of all of the old, Sandra Brown, like all of the old historical romances. And and they were still kind of steamy for the 80s when I was a kid. But like I was, that's how I fell in love with romance. And then when I discovered J.R. Ward and then I discovered Alora's Cave, it was like next level, like erotica and I was like whoa and and this was before like reading romance was cool and like I was in my early 20s and I would tell people like oh my god I discovered these awesome books by Alora's Cave and I would like lend the books to my friends and they would be like what the hell I mean like this is porn (laughs) I'd be like I'd be like yeah what's wrong with that like it's great (laughs) 
I didn't really understand the problem. Um, but I think that that's kind of where Fifty Shades comes in because, yeah, I think that reading that stuff used to be taboo. So when I would when I would lend these, pa- and you could only get them on, in paperback, or you could like download them in PDF form from Alora's Caves website. Like it was like super pre self publishing, and like they were still figuring things out. But anyway, I would lend these books to my friends, and they would like give them back to me and be like, "I can't read this. Like this is so." steamy or whatever and but then eventually 50 shades came along and it just really sort of you know everybody was reading it and it was being picked for like middle-aged mothers book clubs and stuff like this and um it just it just totally normalized erotic romance I think which was so good for us as authors who write steamy things um and just so good to sort of like normalize that it's okay for women to read things you know books that have people like having sex and getting their own pleasure and you know I I, to me that was the greatest thing about Fifty Shades and you know I didn't love Fifty Shades when I read it I remember reading it and thinking there are such better books with better plot development and better writing from these like Alora's Cave authors that nobody knows about but Still, regardless, it was so good to just normalize things um, for the romance industry and for romance readers. And um, so, yeah, I'll always be thankful to Fifty Shades for for that. Totally. I get that. I would say the same thing, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. So I guess I'll answer this. For me, I didn't read Fifty Shades when it first came out because I just thought, I think I was I was like in my early 20s was I in my early 20s yes because it came out nine years ago um and I was more into fantasy like YA romance at that point so I was like I'm not reading that because it's you know this is this is genuinely I was like this when I was younger I was like I don't want to read that because probably too much erotica in it and then (laughs) then I finally got into reading more steamier stories and then I finally read Fifty Shades and I was like what is this I got used to like erotic scenes by then, but then I read that and I was like, this book is just not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And why I then proceeded to read the next two books, don't ask me, but hey, we're not going to talk about the merits of Shades. Right. But I do think that I am grateful for Fifty Shades because of the way it normalized, you know, romance um, that's more erotic. And, you know, it's, normalized people being able to read it in public without being embarrassed because you see these stories of people just reading it on the tube uh, on the train going to work and it was like this big thing and suddenly we were all allowed to write re- uh steamy romance without anyone really kind of going oh but romance is you know supposed to be not like that and as a woman i felt like oh finally we want in romance and no one's gonna kind of go you can't write that right um or you know so as a a reader I don't know that it changed my taste very much but as a writer it certainly helped me because obviously I suck of romances and I tend to go towards gravitate towards anti-heroes like Sab does so um I think for that reason I am grateful for 58 even if I do not like the books myself yep makes sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay 
so we'll go on to one of the next questions. As we were talking about this topic, how do you think that Fifty Shades, Fifty Shades, sorry, changed the way people review erotic romance? Fab, you want to take this one first? <laughs> um, oh gosh. Um, I mean, you don't have to. I can take. Yeah, it. you take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do I think it changed it? I think it adjusted people's views quite heavily because, well, my opinion of um, not romance of the the wider public was before that people were doing this, reading this stuff behind closed doors, and people kind of thought if you read that kind of stuff, you were reading porn, and I'm like, that's not porn, <laughs> <laughs> especially not if it's you know erotic romance or just romance in general. Um, it's not you know about that. Um, for me, like sex in books is about showing the uh, emotional connection between the two characters, not. I mean, yes, it can be titillating. I'm not going to deny that that's part of the reason that I read and write it. <laughs> However, I don't write it for that purpose, read it for that purpose particularly. But I think that it did make it more acceptable in society for not only. Uh, people to read it but also for, to write it and I think also it helped like the erotica genre become more uh less taboo I guess I think that's the biggest thing it's really it's mm. kind of been like a revolution in bringing these to the forefront without people going oh no that you can't shouldn't be reading that it's, it's not it's not polite or whatever actually it's fine go ahead and read it because it's your personal taste although I do still think that we do have some um stigma attached to the romance genre in general but yeah you know, I, I it is what yeah it is. I agree though because I think it really I mean when self-publishing first exploded I, I don't think that Amazon even had an erotica um, or it, like the erotica wasn't really listed under romance it was like a whole different thing and I think that they saw the success that these other companies you know like Allure's Cave and like these other independent companies were having that people were voraciously purchasing and reading these books. And, you know, Amazon is nothing if not ambitious about taking over everybody else's business model and making it theirs. <laughs> so I think that yes. I think that they saw this opportunity. And so then when they created this self-publishing engine and people were able to upload these erotic stories and things like that, and they 50 shades came along and or and normalized it so much that yeah i mean you know people began sort of putting them all in one group so you could download a lisa clapis novel and you could download a laura lee novel and you could download you know a sarah bailey novel and whatever and it's all the same right mm -hmm. it's all under romance and you could read all of those on the train and not be embarrassed or you know you know whatever because 50 shades had just kind of normalized it that it's just you know it's a romance it might have different levels of steam or it might have this but it you know at the end of the day they're all kind of grouped the same way now and that's that's so nice because when you're reading a good romance like you said sarah regardless of the level of steam whether it's a sweet romance with, with closed door scenes or whether it's a more steamy romance and it has more, you know, erotic scenes or whatever, it's really, if it's written well, that those scenes are about the emotions between the characters. So regardless of the level of steam, I think it allowed um, people to have higher levels of steam, but still have really good plot development and character development and show that that's something that really can make the reader feel 
um, you know, emotionally connected to the book. Hmm, it's like enhancing what's already there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I agree. Okay, so what should we go for next, right? Do you think it's allowed us to write about more darker topics, or at least has it become more acceptable to write darker topics in mainstream fiction? Okay, I can take this one. Um, okay, so for me, it's um, <laughs> it's both. Um, obviously, a lot of what I said before can be applied to that question. So I didn't start writing my fantasy romance until oh, eight, eight years ago or something, seven years ago, 2013 or something around there. Um, and that, when I first, when I first tried um, a fantasy, writing fantasy romance, it was quite explicit. Um, I'm not entirely sure where the inspiration for it came from, um, whether it was because Fifty Shades had made it more acceptable or whether all the romance novels that I'd read over, over the years made me feel like I could be brave and write my own. But I would say it was both. And I can definitely agree that the exposure of Fifty Shades gave birth to quite a lot. Um, and I think it made it made people braver. And I think, is it fair to say, that a lot of dark romances um was kind of kind mm-hmm. of came from not came from Fifty Shades but was a result or like a domino effect of it. But I I can say that I really do enjoy dark romances today. And as a result I find that I do find myself writing darker and I, I do get braver with it that's, every time. Yeah. That's interesting. So like I and you know I probably I think I say this in all of like my reviews of Sarah's books like <laughs> I'm actually not a huge dark romance fan but unless it's done well which Sarah does it so well so that's why I'm able to like follow <laughs> it's true because I have read some other dark romance books like like I'm not a fan of these bully romance books where like the guy is so mean to the girl like I just no. I wouldn't I don't think any self-respecting woman would ever like no. fall in love with a guy like that. And I apologize to like anyone who's going to listen to this and loves those type of books. I mean, that's your prerogative, right? Like we all have different things that we like and dislike things that yes. connect with us and things that don't. So I'm certainly not saying that if you love those types of bully romances, whatever, that's great. It's just not my thing. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I do agree that it has opened the door for more dark romance, but I, you know, the only there are good and bad things with that because you have really good dark romance writers um, that, and those are the ones that I enjoy, but then there are some that I read that I just don't. uh, Yeah. I just, I I find that there are like consent issues and things like that. And that's tough. And I mean, I write, you know, I mean, Sarah's read my books and she knows I write, I wrote Mm -hmm. a very dark character whose name is dark rip. (laughs) And um, I was very worried yeah, I know. I know. It's so funny. I was very worried when I published this series that people were going to like, you know, because he does really bad things in his past, but he has this huge transformation that is very difficult because he is literally comprised of evil. Um, and so you have to write that really well to make the reader sympathetic to to them. And I remember saying to my editor, like, just, you have to help me. Like, I have to make sure this is that like, people don't hate this character. It turns out that he's like the most loved character of the series. So <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> right. I know Sarah loves him. So, <laughs> um, 
yeah. So anyway, that, my point is, if if you do it right and you write dark romance well, um, I, I do agree that that's something that came out of this Fifty Shades movement, and there are some really good ones out there. But also, I think the bad side effect is that there are some that are of that have questionable content, plot development, and or character development, and that's maybe maybe the downside to it. But at the end of the day, I guess you know, all the more romances that are out there, the better for all of us. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Um, obviously, as a dark romance writer, I'm grateful for Fifty Shades for normalizing it. <laughs> um, however, I didn't actually start reading dark romance until Sab suggested to me that I read um, Pepper Winters, who we both agree is like the queen of dark romance. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! I haven't read her. I need to add her. Okay, that's who cool. I aspire to actually be as good as. Nice. You're you're on level safely. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, but the first dark romance I read was Pepper Winters, and it was her first debut book, which I think she debuted back in 2013. So this yes, is her, um, which is called Tears of Tess. Um, which this was after the obviously Fifty Shades, and it was. You know, it involved kidnapping and sex trafficking, which sounds terrible. However, <laughs> um, I kind of, when I read this and I obviously read The Hero and I was kind of like, what is this man? <laughs> but I kind of fell in love with it anyway. Um, I'm not going to say I'm a hugest fan of that particular series because I'm not. The next two books, the other books are not as good as the first one. But that was my introduction into dark romance, and then I had kept reading, and then I read her Debt Inheritance series, which gets really messed up. <laughs> it's probably the most messed up series out of what she's done. Yes, so far, it is. Safely, is it say. even? Is it even more messed? Is it? Oh well, you're reading the goddess stuff. Is that I'm not reading... quite as messed up as? Li- listen, the goddess. The, the the indebted series is very it's 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 very different. Um, mm. The God, Goddess Isles is probably hands down, in my opinion, the best one she's done so far mm. out of the the kind of world, the universe she's created around these series because they're all interlinked. The the characters are all interlinked somehow, and I think this the Goddess Isles is is the best one because. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's messed up on that level of Indian no. indebted. Maybe you need to explain a little bit for Rebecca to understand just like oh, indebted. Indebted, yes. Okay, essentially it's about this family who um one family is has this kind of I guess it's like a blood. It's like a grudge like they Yeah, it's a grudge that happened like in the 1800s or something and since then every time they have a um every time the other family has a daughter she gets taken oh my god by the first family and Ooh. put through all, all of these um called the debts and each book is yeah. each debt and they're really quite horrible they're however really, yeah <laughs> it sounds really bad <laughs> really dark but the way she writes it is just i think her writing is really beautiful i think that's and um although i did kind of got got i got annoyed at the last book because i just thought it went on too long she writes really long books but um Mm. yeah i i've never read anything like that before i don't think i'm ever going to read anything quite as (laughs) crazy as that again 
however, I just found that um, the way she writes characters is the reason that I I enjoyed it. And I was like, I want to write one of these myself. So that is how my first Dark Romance came about, was because of essentially those series that I read by Peppa. Nice. And the other person I also read that I don't think Sab's read is called T.M. Fraser. She also writes Dark Romances, but they're more, they're different Peppers. Um, mm. And those are the two I read, and that's why I wanted to write Dark Romance. And that's where, obviously, Corrupt Empire came from. Nice. And so, yeah, I do, I would say that I thank Fifty Shades for bringing this into the world, because otherwise I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have never you know, got into Dark Romance. Other, if Tab hadn't said to me, you need to read this. Um, so yeah, I do kind of, I think that it does allow, certainly I'm allowed to write darker topics. I do, I am very careful about what I write <laughs> because <laughs> I know that in dark romance, there is a, the, one of the key parts of dark romance is the power imbalance between the hero and the heroine. And, you know, there can be issues with consent and I don't always appreciate that myself I think there is a line and you shouldn't cross it <laughs> mm-hmm. you know personally uh so if I find something that does have a warning about it being you know I'm always kind of wary of like trigger warnings and things like that mm-hmm. because there are certain books where I just think it crosses the line and there's certain taboo subjects that have come out of this that I also think cross a line and what yeah I- quite one of my authors that I enjoy has written a lot of these taboo books and I'm like I don't want to read those because I have no interest in that subject and that's why I mean you do such a good job writing from the point of view of the heroine I think if I think that's what's most important of like she you write the heroine so that she gives consent in her mind and you see the evolution of that and I think that's what a lot of these dark romance books miss so that we as the reader are left like apart from that whenever she decided that this was what she wanted to move forward with or whatever and as long as that's on the page I'm good Mm -hmm. with it but I think that some writers leave that off the page and leave the reader to just assume it and that's where I'm like "Mm, no (laughs) I agree. Assumed consent is not good enough. Like it has to be either in their head or vocalized. And that's where I draw the line also. And that is how I write them as well. Yeah, you do. No, it's, that's, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, it's actually like, that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's how it should be. And I think some of these other authors, I mean, look, it's a, you know, at the end of the day, I, you know, it's author, it's, we're, we still in, live in a free country for now. And, uh, well, you guys are over in your own free country, but like, you know, you still can publish, you, you know, it's, this is, this is, you can publish what you want, but, um, you know, everybody's going to like different things and the level of darkness and the level of consent. And yeah, I think maybe, I think the three of us are all on the same page about like <laughs> consent. Yeah. Very yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's partly why Sab reads my book. So she you know, can tell me if she go if I go too far. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she okay. has. So, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. No, I. Sarah does a good job. She does a great job. Yeah. <laughs> I even when I go too far, I listen to her and take it back. <laughs> I'm glad you nice. do. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sarah doesn't listen to me, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> we have problems sometimes. 
about most things oh no those things like you need to make this character happy and i'm like that doesn't serve the story right now yeah so, no. yeah that's I different it's cool but don't worry about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway on the topic of darker subjects um do you think that uh obviously i'm not going to make a comment on um how this aspect of things was depicted in Fifty Shades because I don't agree with the way it was depicted. But I think the BDSM brought, uh, sorry, Fifty Shades brought BDSM into the wider public. And I think, do you think that this is now a more people are more open about this? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think yes. 100. I do. Yeah. I think it makes them braver. I think, um, I think it's in. Ugh, I think it's kind of like, yeah, I think it's safe to say that it has made people feel, well, writers who probably have wanted to explore that level of of writing or, you know, just dip their toe. I think it, as, as you said, as it's, as you kind of said before, kind of made it more accepting. Um, Mm. And therefore, yeah, I think for the wider public, um, yeah, they'd be more open. I do, yeah, Mm. I think so. (laughs) I agree, too. I mean, I think, um, so I grew up in the south of, I grew up in North Carolina, which is like in this like Bible Belt town where the one of the first things I learned in life is that when you grow up in a really conservative place, that everybody is like secretly a freak. So, um, like, the more repressed you are, like, the more there are just so many, like, secret, which, and I'm like, that's great. Like, get your freak on. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's so funny that when Fifty Shades came out, you actually, like, like, your friends would begin to tell you, like, oh, yeah, did you read Fifty Shades? Like, oh, they do the whole, like, tying up in the bed thing. I love that. And you'd be like, what? You do? Like, (laughs) Um, it, I, yeah, I think it became like more like everyone was kind of like, okay, being like, oh yeah, I love it when like, I love the whips and chains and the, you know, I like, I like to try that out with my partner. Like people, I think people became, it became like less closed door and they were able to talk about it. And that's great because at the end of the day, yeah, we're, we're all freaky. It's just whether we tell each other about it or not. Right. That's (laughs) That's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing about ever writing that kind of stuff is you get this. Some people, I've actually been asked <laughs> if I do stuff like that. And I'm like, it's called research. <laughs> <laughs> Best answer ever. Like, Amazing. It's called research. Just because you write, I know that the people, there's a lot of people who do engage in that kind of relationship um, who are writers. However, I'm going to put this on record. I do not personally, but it is called research. And research can tell you. Pretty much everything you wanted to know is available on the internet. So if you're not researching it, then I'm going to probably notice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, but yeah, I've been genuinely been asked that. And I just think, why do you even want to know for starters? Just because I, <laughs> you know, I don't want my public life and personal life put all over the internet. No, but um, I think. Yeah, I do think, obviously, because I have written it, 
as we know, who because you've read my books. Um, but yes, it's called research, and I think it has allowed people to be more open about it. Whether they're too open is another matter. How <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's an, it's now normalised, and I think that's a good thing, and and can be a bad thing as well because there's a, there's certain things as you know too much information. <laughs> mm, right. <laughs> True. <laughs> Isn't there like this thing where people think that women, you know, sit around gossiping about their sex lives? And I'm like, I don't do that. So I don't understand. (laughs) Maybe women, other women do, but I'm like, I don't do that. So where is this? thing come along from where movies it around comes from movies okay they see like sleepovers they see like <laughs> movies where girls have sleepovers and that's all they talk about this is where it comes from it's not real life right <laughs> i don't think so anyway i mean i've not... on a personal level i don't i don't I... never met any women who do that but then again i have mostly grown up with male friends so that might be why I'm trying to think of what my friends and I do. So, like, I'm trying to think if we do that. Like, I mean, we're all, like, professional, like, women who, like, hang out on the weekends. I mean, yeah, have I have I asked my friends, like, you know, how big their partner, like, well, we'll be like, oh, did you get a, you know, a, a dick pic? Did you, what is it? Like, you know, I'll, I'll, yeah, sure. I mean, we say that, like, jokingly, but, like, yes. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Um but yeah, I don't think we really, I don't know. I mean, my group of friends is really fun. We text each other. I, we have this like text chain of like 10 of us and we just text like funny memes and stuff, especially now since we can't like leave our house. But yes. um, but yeah, I don't know if we like really get into intimate details of sex. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. This doesn't happen with women. <laughs> Yeah. Although I will say I did send them, there is this link about this like vibrator that's supposedly amazing. And I did send it to all of them because I wanted them to have that information for the lockdown. Um, So they did read all the reviews and we, I'm pretty sure several of them ordered it, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. (laughs) I think you're doing, doing a service. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's so different. You've done a good thing. Especially when you're not locked down with your partner or or person that you're seeing. Right. Or solo, like me. Like, I'm in lockdown with my cat. So, like, these things need to be known that, like, (laughs) if there is a vibrator with, like, 1,700 five-star reviews on Amazon, I need to share that with my friends. Yeah. Important. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. And our final question that I have is, does being a romance reader or writer still carry the same stigma as it used to, i.e. romance? Obviously, I don't think romance is trashy. I'm going to put that out there. And did Fifty Shades make it worse or better? <laughs> so I, I, I'll tackle this one first. So like I said, I grew up in a very conservative area. My mom still lives in the same small town where I grew up in North Carolina. And I have to say that when I um, began, I mean, I started writing these novels years ago, never intending to publish them. I just did it for myself. It was like fan fiction for myself. Um, but but then I eventually decided that I wanted to try and make a go of it because I saw all these other people who were self-published. And I'm like, if they can do it, I really feel like I can figure out how to do it. So I, um, you know, left my job and like 
got an editor and like really started like making these stories better. And I just remember thinking like, how am I going to like, this is going to be a crap show because I'm going to like release these books out. They're so normal to me. It's so normal for me to read words like clit and pussy and things like that in a book. Like, sorry, not sorry. I read those books all the time, but I just kept thinking like, Oh my God, my mother is going to read these. And, (laughs) um, I, and so are my friends and like, what are they going to think? And I just, I had to really get over that. And it was difficult because, um, I don't know. I was, I was terrified. I'll be honest. But at the end of the day, I put them out there with the realization that number one, I'm an adult. I can read and write whatever I want. And if people have a problem with it, it's their problem, not my problem. It's like, that's their own stuff. And secondly, I mean, yeah, I think with the Fifty Shades of Grey phenomenon and the fact that I'm releasing these books after, like, that movie, that book has already been made into three movies. Everybody knows the story. It's so normal that I'm releasing these books out to people whose mom has probably read Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, and at the end of the day, it's been received very well. And I think that, you know, I have had the occasional comment, like, oh, I I didn't realize you were going to have, you know, th- these scenes in your books. And I'm like, okay, so, like, then don't read them. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to say. But I for it's been, it's been so much better received than I thought. And I'm, and I'm very proud of, of them. And I'm proud of, like, the seamy scenes because I think they show such an emotional, like, connection between the characters. And so um, I I think it's, there hasn't been as much of a stigma as I think I was worried about in the beginning. And I'm so thankful for that. So that that's my answer to that. <laughs> well, that's good. That's really good. Um, um, I, I had a similar thing with my, obviously my mother reads my books. <laughs> In fact, I think we had a conversation about this once about our mothers. Reading we did. Doing, <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> so this is gonna. I'm, I'm gonna put this out there. My mom proofreads my books. That's um, awesome. Because she is a teacher, and she's like, okay, my my mother is like the most pedantic woman you've ever met in your life, and she's a stickler for rules and all sorts. Of, not a stickler for rules. Um, when people meet my mother, they think that she's like this really lovely, innocent woman, and I'm just like, okay, you've met me, right? So where did you where do you think that came from? <laughs> it didn't happen overnight. My mum is the worst for innuendos, the worst for all sorts of things. She has the dirtiest mind ever, and I and I just was like, how do you trick these people into thinking that you're not disturbed in the head, mum? <laughs> um, so when I first gave her my um, when I first gave her my uh, book with. Uh, this is sex in it I was really embarrassed about it and then but those weren't very those were tame scenes and then when I first gave her a dark romance I was like oh god and then one day she said I invited her over I think it was last year when I had her over for Mother's Day and she goes I'll only come over on the proviso that that there won't be any um, butt plugs and handcuffs involved <laughs> <laughs> and I was like mum what (laughs) so that kind of goes to show what kind of woman my mother is (laughs) (laughs) and 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 my dad has written read my novels my 
some of my family read my novels. Um, I think the worst thing was Ben's family read one of them and my, his aunt goes, I didn't know that there was going to be so much sex in it. <laughs> But in general, I don't think anyone really bats an eyelid to it anymore. In fact, that's kind of what I'm known for is writing sex. Where exactly. people books, they pick it up and I have to write sex in them. Otherwise, people are going to be like, what's wrong with Sarah? Why haven't you written enough sex in this book? Um, <laughs> I get this kind of, I'm really scared about that. So I think we talked, I think I've spoken about this before, but when I was writing uh, Promises, that's one of the things that I was worried about is that the sex doesn't occur until like over 50% into the book. So, you know, I was like, are, pe are people going to like not like that book? No, no one, no one had a bad word to say about that. I good. loved that book. I, I'm such a slow burn fan. So like that mm. was, uh, that was probably my favorite book of yours. I love those. I love those, um, steamy novellas that you write but that oh, I think probably yeah. is my favorite book <laughs> steamy novellas those are more about the sex than than the plot but yeah. <laughs> that's the point I would um, love you right <laughs> <laughs> hey it's, some people just want a book that's just that's not quite erotica but also it has that romance but it also has lots of sex in it You know, totally. I'm one of those people. I put hold my hands up. <laughs> But um, no, I don't think I've had the uh, people look down at me for being a romance writer. The only time I've ever really seen that is some people, some idiot on Twitter saying, oh, romance is, romance is for women and it's trashy. And I'm like, whatever. To those people, I'm like, mm. so you clearly ignorant. have not read a romance. And exactly. actually, you should have respect for romance writers because it's not an easy thing to do to write a believable romance story. Exactly. So I just, that's the only time I've ever had anyone say anything negative. And then so I therefore just ignore it as in general. Totally makes sense. What about you, Sab? Are you, have you had anyone like, are, are, like have reservations about the sex? <laughs> God, where do I start? <laughs> So, so basically, um, I just want to say, like, I don't have, I don't think I'm in any danger of um, my parents reading my books, by the way, because firstly, though they know I write, they have no idea what I write. <laughs> they they <laughs> don't know. Um, my mum knows that I write romance. Um, my dad, I, don't, I just don't think he actually knows what I write. He just never asks. He just, he just says, oh, my daughter's a writer. <laughs> But little do you know what I write. Um, so sometimes, Sarah, when I buy your books, which is like all the time, um, and they come in paperback, my mum, she's like, oh, is that Sarah's book? And I'm like, yeah. And then she'll pick it up and then she'll read, like, she'll, you know, like someone flicks through a book. So she'll <laughs> randomly open a page in the book and it's like, oh, shit, I bet you that's a sex thing. <laughs> But like I, the level of panic that I go through, I don't know why, because I just, I don't know, but I, I just quickly take the book from her um, because I'm just terrified that she'll see something and be like, Serena, you read these books. <laughs> but she has no idea. But basically, um, so years ago when I started writing fantasy romance, I keep going back to fantasy romance because that's basically where everything like everything that I want to write about goes into basically 
um the darkness and the, the sex and everything um when i started writing that i had a friend read it and it was like the first draft and um the level of like dark sex and filth that was in that book was just just terrible but she um i remember her looking at me with different eyes and i was like what what is it she she basically um i think in her head she kind of feels like this is my life and i'm like it's it's really not like she she teases me to this day she's like do you do this is this your this is what you do this your king (laughs) i'm like it's really not like honestly i it's not as you say sarah it's definitely research and i think a lot of the time um people don't believe you and i think also i had another friend she couldn't read she couldn't actually read my story because she kept and i think this is quite sad but she kept reading it and seeing me as the heroine <laughs> oh, and god. I'm like, oh my god like it upset me so much because i was like <sighs> and it's not it's not a me problem it's definitely her problem because she needs to kind of i know that she knows me but she needs to separate how she sees me from a story but she couldn't read it because she kept thinking she kept envisioning me and my boyfriend as this couple and I'm like oh my god that's that's not it and I just I don't know I kind of I just got really upset but um so that aside every time that friend who who read my first draft and who basically like she calls my she calls my story spicy I think it's a compliment but she calls it spicy and whenever she talks to somebody at work and this is where the horror comes in because work is work right like I I'm a different person when I'm at work I'm very kind of timid and reserved they don't know the real me um so whenever she tells someone at work oh Sav writes like really steamy sexy stories the look that I get is horrifying for me because I'm just like I want to just bury myself in a hole because then the questions come the questions like really like Sabrina you write this stuff is it a sex book is it like 50 shades and I swear I'm just like oh god why um and then I and it's always so difficult for me to basically say to them no I write romance and they're like oh that's really sweet you write romance and then they're like, maybe I'll give it a go and maybe I'll read it. And I'm like, it's it's not sweet romance as such. It's a little bit of darkness in there. And then they're like, what do you mean darkness? And it's so hard to try and... Oh, ex- my gosh. But it's so difficult to try and explain to people, like, what I write. Because um, it's like trying to speak to them in another language. Um, and therefore, I just feel like every time somebody asks me what my book is about... I feel like I need to have like laminated cards with answers on them <laughs> and just like out to them and just not even open my mouth because just like everything that I want to say never comes out. It's always like I just need one word answer. I just need to just basically put it in like basic language for them. But um, th- this is there there is the positives of Fifty Shades. Yeah, um, definitely like improving the industry and you know making people more like conscious of all this stuff but at the same time it's it can be a little bit hard and I think that's because a lot of the time 
well, people that I've spoken to before often don't know the difference between erotica and romance and they can't, they, they struggle to kind of place them in two separate categories. And it's like, you know, I'm, I, as I said, I feel braver. I feel mm. a lot braver as I, as I write. And only recently have I really started, Sarah, you know, like recently yes. I started to kind of like come out a lot more with my, with my writing and relationships and, and sex scenes and stuff. Um, and it, it, it is really freeing for me. It's really liberating. I really enjoy that. Um, and I'm feeling braver about it, which is great. And I think I, I think I'm at a stage now where I tend to just separate kind of how friends view me. I think I kind of just embrace my writer side and just be like yeah this is what I read and this is what I write and I don't really care what you think um but that's awesome yeah this is this is what I'm gonna write about and since that since then since like seven years ago or so my friends who have stayed with me on this journey have since then read my recent works and they've really liked it like they've never said to me oh this is what you get up to or like this is what you do in the bedroom like they it's almost like they've grown with me and they've kind of learned they've kind of like taken they've kind of learned basically that it's It's just fiction exactly (laughs) and it helps me a lot because they're like oh I really like it they seem to dive into the story which is great because I love it when people um talk to you about your characters like they're real people um rather than just yeah I just I just love it it's great it just makes you feel like you're doing a good job and I don't know so yeah um this yeah so basically that's what basically my answer I suppose (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a really easy distinction between that you can tell people between erotica and romance erotica is essentially about the sex which is kind of putting it in very very simple terms and it's I wouldn't always say that that's fair to erotica writers but then romance is about the couple falling in love and there's a plot behind it and there's a story whereas erotica is mostly about being titillating really when you put it down get down to it but there are people who write really good erotica I don't read it personally because that's not what I'm there for um I'm there to see the couple but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's your easy way of saying to people, you can, you know, that's what erotica is, and I don't write that, I write about romance. And it can be erotic romance, but, you know, it's still romance. Mm-hmm. There's still a happy ending, and that's, I think, the most important thing. It's true. Definitely. Okay. Well, I think that's uh pretty much wraps up the discussion unless anyone else has any topics to bring up to you with Fifty Shades of Grey. No, but what an awesome discussion because it's like so nice to like be able to talk about how like now it's totally cool that like steamy romance is normal. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Like where would I, I I kind of think where would I be if that was not normal? Like would I be writing? <laughs> right? good question (laughs) i just fully love it a really filthy book like i'd happily just forget my responsibilities (laughs) and to eat and drink and bulldoze through as many filthy books as possible um 
that's, that's true um so yeah I, I we, we discussed this in last week's po- podcast however <laughs> um sab goes to me says to me because if sab wants a filthy book she asked me right she said to me what is the filthiest book you uh, she gave, asked me some book suggestions, so I said, oh, here you go. And she goes, what is the filthiest one? So I told her what it was. She read it, and she was like, oh, my God, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, if it, but it, so I can t- say if anyone wants any uh, recommendations on filthy books, so they're still very good romances, you can ask me. I will quite happily recommend some very dark. Most of them are dark, not that dark, but they are filthy, and I, I kind of love that. Yeah, I'm down too. Like, down. yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, if anyone wants to drop me a DM and ask me about on Twitter about filthy romance, please feel free. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of little bit of private there, Sarah. Like, yeah, I, I oh. have this. Yeah, or if you want to pick up some filthy books, you can probably pick mine up, and they're they're quite steamy. <laughs> there you go. In the best way. In the best way, and you should also go and pick Rebecca's books up because they're wonderful as well. And oh yeah, Thanks. so yeah, Rebecca, I I actually did um I did buy The End of Hatred, and I am reading that. So oh great, awesome! So Yay. I'm very very excited to go on this journey. Because I've heard wow. amazing things. So. Oh my gosh! Yay! Well, if you like J.R. Ward, I mean, she's definitely yeah. such a yeah. Like I was like, I have to write a vampire series because I'm like. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think. That's awesome. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that just about wraps us up. So this was the Maiden Romance podcast. I'm your host Sarah. There's Sab. And we want to say a big thank you for Rebe- to Rebecca for coming on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks so much. for Yeah, thanks for having me. You guys are great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, guys. So we shall see you in the next episode. Bye now. Bye. Bye.